everybody, welcome to episode 48 of the NFP podcast presented by 3D Entertainment. The NFP podcast is brought to you by Wrangler. Long live the Cowboys. As well, the NFP podcast is brought to you by Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert, the official truck dealership and sponsor of the show. What is up, folks? We're back a couple weeks out. Michael Gaffney was a hit. Everybody was talking about it. Lots to talk about this week. World finals coming up. Lost the finals. Big news in the last couple of weeks. Before we get to all that, let's get to the boys. Jason Davidson, what's up, dog? Oh, lots. Lots, <laughs> LT. Lots is up. Driving to PA to celebrate Scott Byrne. Uh, watching playoff hockey. Getting ready for uh, PBR draft coming up here in a couple weeks for the teams. Our first touring pro event next week. Um, your event coming up end of the month. And then we roll into the cups, man. Three of them in June. So, yeah, there's lots going on. Lots Just going on. on. Game, set, yep. match. Scott Barron with us. Again, we got all three of the boys back. Look at that. Who would have thunk yeah. it? Been a minute for us all, right? Been a minute for all of us together. So this is great. Yeah, Scott. Great. Yeah, it's good. We've been hit and miss here, but uh, got us lined out this week, ready to go. Excited. Got lost it's our wives. About. It's our damn wives. They're just keeping us going. We have no time to relax and have time to ourselves and enjoy a beer and visit. It's, I don't know, you young guys out there, maybe reconsider. Scott's <laughs> fired. Uh, Scott, what's new, brother? What you been doing? We missed you. You're at the school. Uh, fuck, you know, we, mean, it's, been a, it's been a long he's, minute. He's polishing his new medal he got on the weekend. <laughs> Does he got it on? Is he? No, I don't. It? No, I, I don't. thought he might no. have it on today. No, fill, fill no, the folks in. Fill the folks in, Scott. What what got on? Uh, what went down last weekend for you there, bud? Big wow. accomplishment. Yeah, I got inducted in the Prince Albert Sports Hall of Fame, man. Ooh. Like, no big know, one of the big, yeah, big <laughs> honor big in in my career. And, and you know what the best part was is uh, got to go home, got to spend Tanner a fabulous. And I were there? That was well, that, part, <laughs> and I that was there. that. That you're right. I mean, that was the whole. That was what. That was the icing on the cake. No, <laughs> it was it was so good though. Like all the family and friends there, and um, you know that's something you don't ever think about when you start back in the day and and begin a career in 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 bullfighting and uh it was sure cool to you know be recognized in my hometown where i grew up went to school and and uh lived for most of my life so yeah it was so good to see you guys it was good so good to see everybody and and um, i had my family there and and uh, my oldest son Braden, I think he celebrated more for me than than I did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah, Tanner, Tanner. You would know more about that than me, but um, everybody had a good time, and it was it was sure was fun. Hey, but how about those pierogies? Oh, right, yeah. good meal. Um, yeah. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that was the top five meals that I've ate. Like mm-hmm. if they're, if road, for if road style, for sure. Yeah. 100%, yeah. I agree with you. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. It's a good thing. Road bands were on. Cause I'd have went back for another load there. But, uh, <laughs> it was a little embarrassing sitting at the head table with two plates yeah. in front of me. The uh, shenanigans, Prince Albert. Huh? Fuck shout out. There we go. Yeah. That was uh that was a tasty meal. Yeah. It was a good, uh, good night all around. I thought they did a, did a good job of the whole, uh, induction ceremony lots of uh legends of the of all different sports i guess and in, in there 
Oh, Ryan Bernie's in there, right? Was the first one of our fam and now you. So that's pretty, uh, yeah, it's good. We got some good representation in the old PA Sports Hall of Fame. I think it's the coolest that they, they do recognize rodeo, you know, bull riding as part of, as a part of a sport. You know, there's lots of different places that still don't recognize that yeah. or put, put us as athletes in those types of Hall of Fames and shit like that. So it's pretty cool of the, the city of Prince Albert to recognize that. And you know what else is good? It's It's not all about just athletes it's about the builders it's about the you know the certain teams and it's about what makes sport get to where it is and the people behind the scenes and congratulations to all the nominees and uh yeah it was a good night it was so much fun and and uh, well they're fans of the pod i hear yeah god damn there is lots of fans got to hang out with the uh with the riverside dodge boys there and uh you know shoot the shit and and uh maybe had a sip of stuff (laughs) but it was fun lots of fun uh i hear you might be looking for uh, you might be looking for a new uh a new dodge here at some point too by the sounds of it maybe (laughs) yeah i I, you know luckily luckily for the dodge boys uh maybe (laughs) knocking on their door here next week because apparently my my new so-called new truck doesn't want to run anymore. It went to town on the hook today. So I'll be calling, I'll be calling time O tomorrow and ordering one, getting one in. Tearing it up. Ah, shit. No, that was lots of fun. And like you said, we, uh, of course, after party ended up at my place for a while there. And, uh, you know, we had a little garage time there, you know, a couple darts, a couple beers, you know, good crew. The funnest was, um, uh, Aaron Swaby made it out too. That was pretty yes. cool. You know, Aaron was, um, brother of, uh, the late Matt Swaby, who we've talked about lots of this podcast that, that had uh, recently passed away and haven't seen Aaron for a while. And he was at the, with the Mintos, uh, a big part of the, PA and then the hockey team at right here in Prince Albert and he's a big part of that so invited him out he came out spent the night yeah it was good to get to see Aaron so shout out Aaron glad you glad you made her out we had a good time and Braden as well you know spent the night on the couch my father spent the night on the couch yeah <laughs> we had a full crew here we had a full crew oh, <laughs> we yeah, were celebrating here. for I, you I your, <laughs> I your dad your dad could publish a book with pictures like cartoon drawings of where and how to sleep in the most unusual and odd places. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I've seen them. I've seen them just in <laughs> the last 30 years under a pool table. Yeah. On in a, a ta- pool table. Yeah. In a taxi. <laughs> in the back in the back seat of that rental, if you recall Tanner driving back into the airport from Breeze's two bit pbr a couple yep. of years ago i don't know how that worked i know when i slammed the door to make sure he was in i think i think he might have had a goose egg after that <laughs> but yeah we should uh we should get that we could get a kid's book going i seen him i seen him sleep in a in a back tack on a trailer so he's technically slept standing up <laughs> at pinoca yeah and, uh, and that kid yeah. And he, his hat, some, some yeah. kid stole his hat. This is a great story. He probably won't yeah. like me telling this, but he, uh, uh, he could. So he, is that, Jason, you were actually part of this one too. Fuck. Um, Pinocchio, yeah, you were. Yeah, it was a Wrangler. Something was going on with Wrangler. We ended up at Dewey's. We were at a party at Dewey's. All of us were out there. And then we came back in and me and dad were staying with Jesse in his trailer. And you were at, you and Twyla. And I think, I don't know. I remember, but 
You were oh, there. We were anyway. at the Robinson Ranch. Yeah, and then you guys yeah. were staying at the hotel, whatever the Stampede or whatever that hotel yeah. is in Fanoka. No, uh, I think we were in at the Super Eight. I never spent a night at the Stampede. I don't think something oh, like don't that. Lie. Don't anyway. fucking lie. <laughs> oh, I did too. I did one time. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. You were fucking oh, this hotel. You were you were at this fucking place anyway, and and we went to get in Jesse's trailer after you dropped us off, and he didn't have the keys. And we couldn't get a hold of you. And so me and Jesse decide to walk to that hotel to find you, to find your vehicle, to get the keys. So we get to the hotel. You're not answering your phone. We see your vehicle outside. And that hotel, you can like go walk past all the rooms. Yeah, so we're yeah. so we just we bang on we're banging on all the windows yelling your name we can't you know you're not you're not responding everybody else is trying to like what the fuck's going on we get to this one room actually and uh the late Dwayne Erickson was sitting on the end of his bed like 10 feet from us right and then he was sitting on the end of his bed looking at the TV but the TV wasn't on and I was like fucking knocking on the window like Dwayne and he's just no all of a sudden just fucking topples over boom head first into the into the cabinet right in front of him fucking melees down he goes i think he was fucked up or whatever and just passed out off the end of the bed and i was like oh, and we just watched him die anyway so we're still we're still having a fun time we're like oh he'll be all right jesse's like i've seen him in worse positions than that and uh <laughs> and so we keep walking and sure as shit there's this hotel that has the root it's open like the door is open in this room and so we're like oh no no it was just this random room but jesse's like oh that looks pretty comfy so we we just (laughs) went in the room we just went in the room and went to sleep totally forgot that we left our dad waiting outside the trailer outside of jesse's trailer at the rodeo grounds with no keys to get in the damn thing right so we wake up in the morning and we're like, fuck, had a shower. I just had a nice night. Each had a bed to ourselves, <laughs> leave the room, walk back to the grounds. There he is in a pile. He climbed into the tack room because he had nowhere else to go and slept upright in the tack room. Oh, man. But when he crawled in, he left his hat outside because it wouldn't the trailer. Fit. It wouldn't fit in there. So we left it outside. Well, some person who was walking by picked it up and stole it. So he wakes up in the morning and he doesn't have his cowboy hat. What was it, Scott? Like two, three days later, he's yeah. walking to the rodeo grounds from the trailer. He sees this kid with this hat that's six sizes too big for him, just cruising <laughs> to the rodeo by himself. He runs over there, grabs the kid, kicks him in the ass, steals his hat, and tells him, don't take what's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's like, well, don't leave it laying out on the ground. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He thought yeah. somebody was sleeping in the horse trailer. I yeah. do remember that now. Did I get yeah. you the keys the next day or what happened? I think Jesse ended up just having them in his pocket, but he couldn't find them that night. You never, you never did. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think you're right. I think they were in his freaking pocket. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne Erickson. I forgot hey, about I'll that tell one. you a Dwayne Erickson story. We're at the ranchman's one night and uh, Dwayne was a good, he was a decent guy. You know, he was the, oh, yeah. he was the, you know, he was the know-it-all he was the encyclopedia of professional rodeo for a number of years, you know. Well, he was he was promoting our sport when no one was reporting. Yeah. Was oh yeah, he really. had a feature in the Sun, and then he moved over to the Herald after a while. Like he, yeah, he had a weekly report uh, story in in you know the biggest paper in in Alberta, 
anyway, uh, we were at the ranchman's one night. Ed Sullivan's real well, dad. Hey, let me buy, let me buy you a drink. And he goes, no, no, you don't need to buy me a drink. I'm like, no, I, I'm, I'd like to buy you one, Dwayne. I said, I appreciate what you do. And yeah, but you don't want to buy me one. And I'm, and I'm not really picking up on why he doesn't want me to buy him a drink. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to buy you a drink, Dwayne. Okay. He steps up to the bar, all the quad rum and Coke. Quad. Damn. <laughs> quad. <laughs> he felt bad that I had to pay $36 for his drink is all. He wasn't, it wasn't that he didn't want one. He just didn't want me to have to pick up the tab 50 bucks for that round for two drinks. <laughs> okay. While we're on this, uh, you guys have stayed in the Stavely hotel, correct? Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. okay I you was know, there. There's another, another good burn story. Actually. Uh, yeah. We probably can't tell that one. <laughs> Well, well, Dwayne Erickson, he took a step off or took a went to go down the stairs because that was two flights and you made a left and you went down the next flight. He took one step off, missed it completely. And it sounded something like this. Holy (laughs) and they had those big (laughs) cast iron uh, heaters at the bottom, like the old school ones. It was just like ding. And that's where he laid. Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> like like thought he was dead everybody thought he was dead seriously yeah. thought he was jesse dead. jesse must have been with you right jesse burn yes, right yes. yeah because that's what he so i didn't know like i was the fresh 18 when when the story i told happened and so when i've seen him at the window and seen him go down i was like oh like and he was older at that time right. and i was like holy fuck i just watched this old man die <laughs> you know like yeah. jesse's like oh no i seen him fall down the stairs at the <laughs> yeah. stably hotel he'll be yeah. fine yeah and the best part was at, at 10 30 the next morning when they unlocked the doors in that stably bar Dwayne erickson was sitting at the table like nothing happened yeah good, good to, to go. go good mm-hmm. to go yeah we've him all been there him, him and bill kaler had a lot of cheers together in the evening oh, yes. and in the morning early in the morning yeah yeah okay on a more serious note here um all of our instagram followers I am not in the Bitcoin business. Um, <laughs> never have been. If you'll notice, 3D bull riding is spelled incorrectly. I was hacked. So I'm going on, I'm eight days now, I think, without Instagram. You haven't been yeah. back yet? No fucking got her lined out yet? No, they were kind of responding and then and then i uh and then i, no, I guess i haven't had nothing now from for almost three well three days jesus which is bullshit like and and people are reporting it so i don't know what you're supposed to do i should i guess i should talk to our guru casey albert and see if she can help me out with it but yeah bullshit did you have people wanting to invest in your bitcoin unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable and i won't mention any names but i couldn't believe i'm like when have i ever advertised anything about making money ever on instagram especially (laughs) something like that no no it's it's because you want it all it's because you want it all to yourself fuck yeah Uh, (laughs) okay so that wasn't you on there that had the world by the ass and making millions of dollars. No, but I'm, I'm going to have to start up and over again, so I'm going to need everybody's help for some love. Took a long time to get to that many followers. I don't know how long uh, it'll get, get back. back. You'll get them back. El- you know what our old buddy Elvis, uh, Curtis uh, Anderson, he he uh, he got the same thing like two weeks before you. It was yeah, exactly well, the same. Yeah, it's rolling around. I seen yep. Wayne Spinkbiner, Jason Hale. Jason yeah. Hale. Actually, I put a 
message out on Twitter. Nobody must be on Twitter anymore, hardly. No, no. Anyway, I put it. I put a message on Twitter that I'd been hacked, and old Coyote. He goes, "Yeah, well, find out who did it. Let me know because they got me too." <laughs> uh, yeah, it goes around, man. Don't don't click on yeah. fucking links. Don't click on any. Other no, links. no, no. And it sucks because it's usually people that are hacked and that Pam you and know. Tommy videos. Stay off the Pam and Tommy videos. Yeah. 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 Shout out. Bull riding world. Dakota Lewis, man. Fucking what a, yeah. what a weekend for that guy. Holy shit. Yeah. Watched it all. Uh, yeah. Fuck. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Been down the road a lot of years. Veteran in the game now. First event uh, win on the elite series level. Billings, Montana, home state. Yeah. Yeah. What do you even say, man? Like that was just a movie. One of the good you know? guys. You yeah. said it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the good guys right there. Rerides, rerides, you know, came down to it. Wearing a hat now. Do you notice that? It's a cool cowboy hat down. Goddamn, letting her all hang out. But outside of the outside of the top thirty-five in the world going into the weekend. So he had to have a big weekend to make the world finals. Boom, steps up to the plate, fucking wins the event. Talks about how remembers being there. 10 years ago, 15 years, whatever, long time ago when he was a little kid with his grandma sitting there and asking his grandma if, if he could do that someday. And she said to him something to the terms of, if you try hard, if you try hard, anything can happen, right? If you dedicate yourself. So, uh, yeah, cool to see how it all came together. It wasn't in my, in Billings, but the event before, um, check out Dakota Lewis's Instagram page, his little boy, Hayes, was standing right on the fence when he tapped one off on the left-hand delivery. Did you guys see that? Yeah. And, yeah. and give his boy a high five on the fence. I thought it was pretty cool. I he's actually been touring uh, with his boy. Yeah, he's been Yeah, I texted him. I said, was the little man there to see you win that buckle? And he goes, no, unfortunately, he had to go to school. He wanted to be there, <laughs> but he had to go to school. Uh, his dad was there, so that's pretty cool. Pulled pulled Thanks. his rope on everything. and they're, They got a big relationship, those two. So, yeah, fuck. That was pretty pretty cool to see. I heard he had some trouble with this boy because he's been packing him everywhere with him, right? He's, you know, when he's on the road with them, it's just him and Dakota. And he's been packing him to different events. And some, it was like Albuquerque or one of them ones. They were fucking security was giving him shit and they weren't going to let him fucking come in with his kid. And then they ended up making him fucking leave. They weren't going to let him ride. And then the other, yeah, I guess the other guys stepped up and they're like, fuck that. If he's not riding, we're not riding. Yeah, I guess it was a big ordeal, but I'm a fucking single dad and he's with me. Yeah. I don't know. He's yeah. like, you know, I got yeah. people to take care of him while I'm riding and stuff. Shit. And especially Bo, Albuquerque, Bo you're not even behind the shoots. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, Bo, Bo used to do that all the time. He used to have yeah. Jace all the time. Aaron does the same thing with Axel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be some it'll be some fucking libtard that thought it wasn't uh, proper oh, to. Maybe. Were you <laughs> trying not to cross political lines on this? <laughs> oh, oh, Easy. I, it's hard. It's hard to take you serious with that <laughs> fucking set of sunglasses you're wearing right now. I like them. They're beauties. Oh. <laughs> the Jacksons. <laughs> no. We're actually in the neighbor's car. This is the car Jacks used to try to get his license. And it didn't work out so well, so they're they're not at home. And they said, just keep driving it, so he gets used to it. So I'm like, okay. Oh, there you go. Who's that? The Shens? Yeah, yeah and this is Macy's. So shout out to Mace. Speaking, hey, of, speaking that, of Shens, did anybody yeah. watch Braden Shen lower the choo choo boom on Matt Dumba playoff yeah. game number one for St. Louis? Hell yeah! Good start <laughs> for the Blues. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, Playoff Braden Shen is 
that's why he makes the the money he does. He's one of the best players to watch in the playoffs. And I'm not saying that because he's a buddy and my neighbor. He is so fun to watch in the playoffs, man. He plays for keeps. And just Google that or YouTube it um, running over Dumba. Oh, boy. Dumba woke up there and he didn't know if he was in St. Louis, Minnesota, Vegas, or fucking Flint Lawn, <laughs> Manitoba. <laughs> you see Spurgeon fucking cross-check that guy in the, in the legs the ankle? when he was down? Yeah, that yeah. was corny as fuck. Oh, God. Play yeah. hockey, boys. You just yeah. never know what's going to happen. Who, who's your favorites? Who's your favorites to go to the, the, the Stanley Cup finals? Who's going to be there? Um, hmm. Okay. Are we going to all do our predictions here? Yep. Okay. Out of the East, I'm going to say who? I'm going to go with Florida. Yeah. And out of the West, you know what? I really like. I really like, you know, who you want Calgary's chances. I oh, didn't know fuck. if I was going to say that or not. And I know, but I'm just being, I'm not cheering for them. Yeah. I know. I'm just telling you who I like, but don't, you know, who the sleeper is? Who? LA. No LA way. Kings. Jesus. Yep. You're high. This guy's high. Okay. <laughs> Watch. Watch. Scott, who do you got? Yeah. By Edmonton quick. Look at their goaltending. Look yeah. at the goaltending. Uh, he'll give it up. I, I would like to say I've been looking at stuff, but I haven't been looking at anything, including the goaltending, because I've been too busy studying up my stats for the NFP podcast. So there you go. I, I'm I'm just going to go with whoever those two teams are in the Stanley Cup finals. That are gonna be there. <laughs> That's what you're going to take? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like yeah. it. I uh I got to stay. We did a, we did a, a little uh, cousinly draft, me and a couple of the Thomas Mitchell and uh, Andrew that we usually do every year. So I went with Colorado Avalanche on, know, that, on that Benson, side. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're pretty stacked up. They got Landis Cog back to uh, McKinnon. They got a bunch of good, healthy guys. So we'll see if Kemper can pull it off. They could go. Uh, and then I took Tampa on the other side, but that didn't look good for me last night. But I think you they're, know what? I, uh, they know how to do it. I said but. Florida, before I said Florida, I was thinking about saying Toronto. Um, yeah. But it ain't gonna work for Toronto. It just won't. So. There's they're cursed. And I'd like to cheer for the local boy, Thunder Creek client Braden Schneider and the Rangers. They're looking good. I don't know what the score is because I'm doing this right now. It's two two. Yep. Um, but I just That's don't know cool. if they've got. I don't know if they got the team to go the distance. Adam Florida, Fox. Florida's deep. Florida's deep. Florida's deep. Uh, I think also the what you talked about with that uh, Minnesota Saint uh, Saint Louis series yep. that could be a sleeper pick whoever comes out of that series they both got fucking pretty good teams but you're gonna have to get past the colorado avalanche baby look out game one tonight oh fucking yeah boy. you need uh there's 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 lots of injuries on those teams that aren't real public that i think you're gonna end on, up on minnesota st louis can't talk about it it's classified information. Mm, there we go. A little sneak peek. Little <laughs> there's, sneak peek. Def there's definitely some injuries there that, that are going to, you'll in time, they're going to have to be exposed. I think in this style of hockey, for sure. On Colorado or on the other two? I told you it was classified. Come on. You can't take us this far. And this stop. motherfucker. On all well, teams. Go with my picks and just agree with my picks. Okay. You know what? I do I have agree. to give you Calgary does look good, but fuck. I've always just hated Calgary. 
And especially Lucic, oh my god, that guy just yeah. But Lucic yeah. is dialed in, man. He's dialed in. Oh my that god, guy, I've heard it all. He'll be the difference maker. Playoff Luch is going to be. Oh, they're going to love him to see it. You guys remember when Furlan wiped out the Vancouver Canucks in like whenever it was, twenty thirteen or fourteen? His, B- his Bexa battle. That was him and Bexa went back and forth. Yeah, yeah. That one? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. good. They'll they'll be cheering for uh, they'll be cheering for Luch like they were for Furlan. They'll want Furlan to be mayor or I'm uh, sorry, Luchich to be mayor like yeah. they did with Furlan back then. Yeah, I really feel that way about Luch. I think he's yeah, he's got the right coach pushing the buttons and he wants to win a cup, man. He's only got what he got another year left, if that. Yeah. So, so who's who's your actual cup pick then? You picked from each side the Stanley Cup. You said Calgary from that side, and who'd you say Florida from the other? Florida. Ooh. So who's your Stanley Cup pick, champion of it all? I picked I think if I think Colorado if they can get, Tampa. Yeah. Who's I'll, your pick? I'm gonna go with the red team. Calgary. They're both red. To, to win it all. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pick one to both win it all. Teams. Okay, I'll I'll go both just because Canada Canada needs to win the cup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I'll 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 say that. I will I will say that. That's why I don't think they'll win bet when Batman will never let it happen. No shit. He'll have to <laughs> off. So you're going Calgary. I'm going Colorado. Scott, you're going. I'll go. I'll go Florida. Colorado with you. Colorado. No, 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 no. Okay. I'll go. I'll, I'll go Florida. I'll go yeah. Florida. There you go. That's, That's a good out. pick. That's a good pick. I think, I think we got her nailed off. And then the Mulligan, the LA Kings. I don't think they're even in the fucking hunt. I don't even think they'll make it past first. Really? I know they you won just, last night, but you, you just tell quick that. Yeah. Okay. So just to get this straight, the rules of the game are after Dalen wins the world finals and, <laughs> and Florida wins the Stanley cup. That is uh, a lot of Pendleton that you'll be throwing my way, boys. No, no. You already got your medal <laughs> last Saturday. You got your medal on Saturday, Scott. <laughs> I, I love the medal, Jason, but that has fuck all to do with our betting. So. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, speaking of Pendleton, um, Riverside Dodge ad read boys, we're back in the ad read game. This is fun. I like when we get to do these. Hey, I, 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 I bet you do. Hell yeah! Riverside Dodge in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan is home of the award-winning Ram truck. They are the brand you trust to haul a trailer load of rank bulls along with your crew up front in the cab. Whether you want to go check fences or tailgate outside the next PBR event, the boys at Riverside Dodge have the right truck for you. Riverside Dodge is not only the dealer of choice in northern Saskatchewan, but also sells and services all across western Canada. Go see Ty and the gang at Riverside Dodge for a fair, no-bullshit deal on your next truck and tell them Tanner sent you. Riverside Dodge and Prince Albert is the official truck dealership and sponsor of the NFP. Podcast. So bang, when, bang. Ty, when Ty hears this uh, Thursday afternoon, um, he I'm just giving a heads up. I'll be calling him. There you go. Game on. Perfect. Yep. Yep. They do the job. They don't fuck around over there. It's good. Okay. On to the world finals, guys. We've been going here for a while. Our, our Dwayne Erickson stories really fucking took us off the rails, yeah. but I like that. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. I like that. <laughs> Old ones come back into play. Uh, velocity final start this weekend. Uh, big news, Griffin Smeltzer, Canadian boy that we always talk about on here, is number one in the velocity standings. I'm pretty sure if he can keep that number one position throughout the finals and win the velocity, I think it's a $50,000 bonus, I think is what it is. Cool. It's a lot of money anyway, and it's a big accomplishment winning the winning the velocity finals and or the velocity tour. So pretty amazing to, to see him kind of starting as an unknown 
at the start of this year, getting his shot, winning, winning an event, placing at those events, getting on tour, riding at some cup events, and now going into the velocity finals in the number one position with a shot to win those and a shot to make the world finals after that. So big, big weekend ahead for Griffin Spencer. That kid, that kid. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, we were talked about it before, Jason. I think you brought it up, but that kid is uh, dialed in and laser focused and, and uh, he's not a, he won't smile at you a lot. You're not sure what he's thinking, but he's just thinking about fucking winning, riding bulls and winning bull riding. So good for him. Yeah. They probably wouldn't no, have scrap him either. Probably wouldn't have scrap no. him. He looks pretty scrappy. No. Big no. guy too. Yeah. Fucking take you down. So yeah, rooting for him. Blake Smith as well. Uh, Saskatchewan boy there. Um, young kid, same thing. Him and Griffin were down there. They put in the time, they put in the effort, stayed down there and, it's paying off for him now. So really cool to, to see those guys having success at the velocity finals. We talked to in this episode coming up, uh, our interview was with Dale and Swearingen. We'll get to that in a minute here, but uh, uh, he's going to do the velocity finals. There's guys that are, are not going to the velocity finals that are waiting just to be healthy for the world finals, all the different games in play with that. Um, you look for Dale and though to, to roll into that and have a have a really good weekend and, and try to get back into that number one position before the finals. And he's he's definitely has the uh, has the skills and the ability to do that. I think. What do you guys think? Dalen's fucking he's always a guy to pick, right? Right now, he's on oh, fire. Yeah. Well, I, sure. well, don't ask Scott that question. <laughs> that's why i picked him that's scott, why I picked him. That's so not only scott scott's so confident in dalen that he picked him when he was hurt for three quarters of the year Fucking <laughs> yeah. right see? and out. it's all gonna pay off bitches <laughs> yes yes it is yeah. <laughs> uh jason you know dalen though um uh you know we talk about it in the pod but you kind of you acted as his agent for there for a long time and then I've known him since he was a little kid before I really knew him. I just knew him when he started coming to those Canada events, but didn't know that he was fucking 18 and he's still only 22 or whatever the hell he is years old. But um, yeah, really, really stepped on the radar and we talk about it, but just keeps climbing and climbing. But you always seen the success that he was going to have in him or what did you see in him? Well, you know what? Someone had Sylvan Borgia over at St. T yeah. had to remind me about, don't he goes, don't you remember watching him in the steer ride? And I'm like, no, no, I don't, but I do remember him getting on bareback horses and yeah, he was knees at his ears, right. As soon as the gate opened. Right. So he, he comes by that spurring naturally. He really does. Like he talks about it in the pod, how he feels like moving his feet, um, you know, moving his feet is just natural. Like that's when he knows he's riding good and, and he'll talk about how he was moving his feet a little too much. And, uh, well, and spurring himself off bulls, right? Yeah. So, but when he came to Canada, to Winnipeg, that was his first PBR event. I'm sure it was his very first. I think he won second behind Shane Marks that year. And then he wanted to bring bulls out east. And I was like, yeah, as long as you're coming to get on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you saw it in him back then. Like, you know, you you forget. It's, it's a lot like hockey. Like you see these kids at 18 and 19 and you're like, Oh yeah, they might make it, but you got to think about it. They're just kids yet. Yeah. When they mature, at, you know, like Dalen's only 22. He's not even, I'll put him and Stetson right in the same category right now. Those kids aren't even mentally matured yet to wh- how good they could be. Oh, I don't yeah. think, no. you know what I mean? Like yeah. wait till it clicks. Like, you, you know, it's, 
I think Dalen is the best hope for somebody that isn't a Brazilian to win a world title. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's what, that's what concerned me, you know, Stetson and Dalen both, but the amount of, they're not scared to get on bull after bull after bull, whether it's four rerides a night, whatever it is. What scared me with Dalen was, I think it was 2019. Was it when he did the NFR college finals, PBR Canada finals, world finals. It was like, it was almost like, Oh man, like don't, yeah. Don't go too fast, too hard being that young because it, yeah. it can blow yeah. up in your face. And uh, I mean, he made it through obviously and did it all, but I think he even would admit that, that it was a lot. And at the end of that year, he was, he was a tired boy. He'll talk about it in the podcast too, but. Well, he yeah. talks, he, and he talks positively towards this team's deal. And I think you're going to be able to see bull riding careers extended with this new PBR teams deal. I really oh, yeah. do. Yeah. Your coach is your coach is going to put you on a bull if he can, you know, depending on how the matchups look or what bull pool you're you're drawn into. But your coach wants you to ride. Yes. He is not going to put you on something that spins away from your hand if you're riding eighty percent of the bulls into your hand. You know, yeah. so um, I think we're going to yeah, we'll, we'll see. Like Dalen's got a, he's already what. 800 and some thousand he's won already this in his career at 22. Yeah, that's fucking cool. <laughs> that's pretty amazing, really, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked about it. Like he won 100 grand in Canada at nine events. Not yeah. bad. Not too shabby. Yeah. That's yeah. what you call that's what you call clicking. Yeah, like Joao might fucking Joao like without even going over the top has the possibility of like riding 100% of his bulls in the team series events, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, isn't that something? You I mean, know what I'm saying? Uh, he doesn't he buck off, and they go left. Oh, you and I were talking with Chad Blankenship on our team's call here just this week, Tanner. Yeah. yeah. We, you guys mark this down, bull riding fanatics. The bull riding averages will go up oh, with yeah. the team's deal. No yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring on a whole new set of stats, right? It's, yeah. It really is. It's going to be – I've, uh, I've already talked to my hockey analytics guy, Scott, about – starting to follow it and see if we can create some analytics you fucking need it that's so huge for your fan base for everybody involved like we do analytics on here that ain't where the fuck but if you had like actual (laughs) analytics that you could follow and all that sort of stuff and even like during events and shit if you have the percentages and all that stuff that people know i remember my cousin thomas came to the world finals one year and it was like the world title race and nobody really knew like what was actually going on or what the guy needed to do or or how many points he needed to be to win. And he was talking about it then was like, like the, the, the more intense, how much better it could be if you had all that shit. And like they had these analytics teams behind it that had everybody just right involved and, and fucking invested in it, knowing what they needed to do and all that different stuff. Right. I know it costs a lot and it's different, but I think it's going to go there right now with, with this, new teams deal and it's going to add so much to the fan base to what we can fucking talk about on podcasts all that sort of stuff right well and, and they got i noticed that some of these big winter rodeos uh there's a deal that people can watch that stuff on their phones as as the rodeos going on in live like right in the same right in the venue um that would be so cool if you could get something like that where where the fan could see that okay he's got to be this to be that to get there to do that like yeah really it would bring a lot of excitement and really get people like enthralled with what's going on. Right. Yeah. Like right now, if you didn't have fucking Falesco, 
you know, yes. tweeting and doing stuff like that. That's the only guy that, that has any sort of, of that stuff that's going on live or as it's going on. Right. So, and hats off to him. He's just rolling with that and doing really well with it. So yeah. they didn't let him travel for freaking a year and yeah. 10 yeah. months. I think he didn't get to go anywhere because they were, everybody was, uh, everybody yeah. was trying to freaking cut costs, you know? And you got your like your rank ride fantasy and all that different stuff that I think is you know is this team stuff everything it should yeah It'll hopefully get to more being like other sports where there's all that other stuff for fans and um, people outside to get involved with it more and that just brings more fans to the sport and juices the fucking thing up a little bit more so it's gonna be good world finals who do you guys got who's you're gonna be the uh, I know we already picked our world champions, so we can't go back on that. But world finals picks. Who are you guys? Uh, who are you guys picking for the world finals event champion? Over two weeks this week, this year, so it's a couple uh, different format, right? It's not just uh, six rounds in a row. They go one weekend, have a few days off, and then roll into the next weekend. Scott, what do you got? I'm gonna go with Dalton. Dalton Castle. Yeah. Yeah, you fucker. I was gonna go with that oh. too. <laughs> You yeah. write that down now. You write yep. that down. I'm going to right now. JD, Dalen, Dalen. He's hired. He's hired us to be his agent in the teams. We got to go with him. Yep, this is fair. Oh, you're making me feel bad. I should have picked my man. No, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad at all. Now I got him. You don't. You already got him. To, <laughs> you got him to win the world title, which I think he can do. Is uh, I do. He's too. just got to get. He's just got to stay on. And and Jose's got to stub his toe. That's. Yep what it comes down to and kaiki is right there though um oh yeah this is tough because lots of times the event champion right kind of comes from from nowhere gets hot um eli vaspiner had a really good finals last year that guy could be in the mix mason taylor Derek obaba chase doherty any of these guys right there at the top of the world they could do it um i'm going uh jose He'll, he's been hit and miss uh throughout the season but he's gonna yeah, stuff He's going to step up to the plate and fucking probably knock it out of the park. And hopefully, you know, I just don't know if he'll be able to catch those guys. He'll get more points than say Joao will. So he might, you know, he can get more round wins to get more points out of it to move himself up higher. Joao's had trouble in the past at the finals when he's come in number one, but hopefully it is that guy's year. You know, Dalen's got a lot of years left too. So Joao's 36, 37 years old and one of the good guys of the sport. That'd be pretty cool to see him win an actual world title before, uh, before he's, too old to do it so oh it's gonna be fun i guess i don't know i'm just a fan of it all so it's gonna be cool but yeah i'll go with jose to win the win the finals are you nfp podcasters going down to it no uh i don't think so no no i'll be on camrose yeah i'm gonna go to camrose as well and then i'll be on uh i'll be on call with the for the draft though i'll be I'll watch it online. And, now, yeah. now can, fa- can fans, yeah, can we watch Well, I think the it's going to be on the Pluto, but I'm going to have to, uh, Chad's going to try and get us linked in some other way. Um, if I it's a team or a Zoom or what. Yeah, yeah well, I Facebook. wonder if Facebook can yeah, pick be, that up like they be. do some of the events with Pluto, right, on Facebook, because we can't get it up here in Canada, so. That'd be cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. I was going to get your guys' picks on the on the, the drafts of who we think is going to go in that first round. I think it's kind of pretty self-explanatory for the first few. I think you'll go Jose first, Kaiki second, Joao third, and then you'll go probably Dalen, Dalton Castle. Yeah. 
Um, Mason Taylor could be a first-round draft pick, too. Chase Doherty, Colbaba, Vassbinder. Colbaba. Don't count Colbaba out. Yeah, you 100%. get in the team. You get hand picking bulls for that guy and put him on a team. I think he's I think he's yeah. a game. Oh fuck yeah. Always so just a quick best. question. Quick question. So going into next year, so our first year of teams is done. Uh does the last place team get the first pick next year? I don't know how that's, that's gonna work. That. We never yeah. discussed that. I think you're gonna see um, because if it'll you, be the worst if team, you declare yourself if you declare yourself for the draft and you don't get drafted, you're an unrestricted free agent. So there is no more drafts for all hundred. What is what they say? There's 130 some guys as of right now so far declared yep. for the draft. Yep. So um, the only way you can have a draft is some hot shot 18 year old. Yeah, there'll be there will be, but there won't be near a number, Scott. There's not right. going to be. You know, there could yep. be a, a, you know, like a Jess Lockwood or a hot shot Brazilian, but that's where John Grimber. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There'll yes. be some guys lined up for him here in, uh, what's he, 16? I don't know what he is, but fuck, is he handy? You're right. <laughs> He's like fucking phenomenal. Well, idea. You guys, our past guest, Cody. Custer, he said it, never seen anything like it at that age. Never, ever, ever in his existence around this sport. So that's coming from that guy. Very fair. But he is. He just watched those videos. Like he he rides. He'd well, he's be riding a short rounders. Champion. Well, he's riding yeah, short rounders. Like Canada champion right now. Oh, yeah. He'd be in the running for like, you know, he's riding, he's riding at those open events and shit. He's smashing 88, 90s. Like he's riding full fledged yeah. tour bulls, UTB event bulls and short round bulls and shit right now, you know? So yeah, he's a, uh, yeah, legit. Stay healthy there, little buddy. You got this. You fucking got this. And one of them kids, I've watched him since he was like fucking five. You know, he's always around and behind the bucket shoots and that, you know, with Paulo and shit at, in the locker room and stuff. And always just the nicest little guy. I haven't, you know, I'm not sure. He's probably a lot more confident now than when he was a little kid. But <laughs> he's always, he was always had the Levi's and all the sponsors on him and stuff. And yeah, fuck, he's always, he was a good kid uh, back in the day. So yeah, that's pretty cool to see him following his dad's footsteps. Denner Barbosa, it's another guy. This Mauricio Moreira. This is a a young Brazilian that really flies under the radar, but he's uh, seventh in the world and fucking unreal. It's gonna be cool. Kyler Oliver, that sucks to see him go down and get hurt. He would have been a first-round draft pick. And then also, um, oh, I have to give a shout-out to Austin Richardson. We didn't talk about him last time there, guys, but um, smashes out a 94.5 on, on Whoopa. Wins the event the weekend before that. Was on track to win the event again. And bull riding, right? Fucking breaks his collarbone and takes him out for the remainder of the season. So uh, I forgot to give him a shout-out on our, our last podcast, but he's sitting at home healing up. I don't know if he's going to try to come back for the – finals or what's on his agenda but you know that sucks just see a young guy just getting hot and fucking and getting everything clicking and then something like that happens but that's the sport we fucking play eh? right 100 percent. canadian bulls as well world finals uh shout out breezes with happy camper um what's the wild hogs bull jason uh norse god norse god black white oh face. yeah that's my pick that is was it my for pick canada for, yeah i got that here for canada somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, all of our picks are World Finals Bulls. They must listen to the NFP podcast, boys. <laughs> Look at this. I got it right here. Um, sticking and moving was Jason's pick. 
Scott's pick was Norris Scott. My pick was Happy Camper for the uh, Bull of the Bull of Canada this year, and those are the three bulls from Canada that were selected to nice. the World Finals. So, um, yeah, little little uh, little uh, NFP bump for the contractors there. Don't forget, get us to shout out your bulls. Look out! <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. Hey, so any, has anybody seen that Norris God lately? Has he grown up a little bit? Got a little bigger? Oh, well, sure he has. I haven't seen any bulls since no in Edmonton. So, so there's a so there's another question with these bulls going down there fresh. Is that good or not? Like, I mean, what do we think? Uh, yeah, could go either way. There's there's bulls yeah, that I need know. trips. I, I, I would want a trip on them. Yeah, fuck maybe yeah, me too. Get some guys, but who's going to yeah. strap their hand to those bulls? Just for, well, I could. Yeah, yeah Scott would. Well, yeah, duh. Well, they wouldn't I'll want you on them, over. Scott. You'd wreck I'll them before the finals. <laughs> I'll come pull your rope for you, Scott. Well, if the if, if if Josh is looking for like giving if he wants to give his bulls a little confidence, I'll strap my hand. Fuck. Yep. Yeah, winners win. Um yeah. yeah, so that'll be uh that's good for those bulls, man. That's good. And then all obviously the Canadian bulls that were born and raised up here that are sold down there, Moonlight Party and uh, a couple from Nance and Vold um that are that are going uh that'll be there as well. So uh a good Canadian contingency there, and then hopefully we can get Griffin to to sneak in yeah. there as well as a, as a Canadian rep, but um, yeah, we'll just kind of see how that plays out. And then your guys's two picks for bull of the world are tied right now. So that'll come down to the last trip at the world finals, the last day between riding solo and whoopa to see who ends up being the world champion. Buck and bull. So I don't want to get, I don't want to jinx this or be cocky, but I feel like I'm going to have like a barrel of whiskey, here. <laughs> a barrel, <laughs> Not bottles, a barrel. A fucking barrel. We'll get you <laughs> send you Jack Daniels barrel. We'll get Jack yeah. Daniels to send you it. Oh. Uh, yeah, that'll be cool. Other than that, guys, I think we're um, pretty set on the week. I was just going to look at the schedule to see when we're actually supposed to be back. So we're supposed to be back. Uh, our next one will be the week of May 17th, 18th, 19th. So that'll be right before the last weekend of the uh of the world finals so we'll have an update for everybody on our next podcast of the velocity finals as well as the first weekend of the world finals and then we'll do a little game i guess for the for the last weekend of the finals we'll recap this and see how smart or how dumb we actually are with our with our <laughs> picks and choices on this but i'm gonna go with smart i'm gonna go with smart hey, let's, uh, uh, let's throw it out to our listeners who they want us to try and corner for the next one yeah yeah, people want to hear. I get a few uh, people reach out. Don't DM me. Please don't DM me on Instagram. <laughs> text, if you do, text me, text me or Twitter. You can get me on Twitter, 3D Bull Riding, but uh, send it to the NFP. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, heck if, yeah. If they DM you on Instagram, you got to buy $6,000 worth of Bitcoin. Right. <laughs> Please don't be scared to report that. Yeah. Sarah is her name, I believe. Oh, Sarah. Yeah. Well, maybe when Elon oh, bought Elon Elon Musk bought Twitter, he he wanted your Instagram account to yeah. help get yeah. some followers. He got that too. He must have needed it. Derek Obama's coming on here at some point. I talked to him last week. I was trying to get him on this week to talk about the team stuff, but he said, "Let's do it after the draft." And then I might actually have a fucking clue how it actually works. So by the sounds of it, he doesn't even really know how the, how the team stuff uh, works. So uh, he's the he's declared. And uh, yeah, we'll see. That'll be fun to just kind of watch those guys, see how they go in that draft. 
I wonder if there's like bragging rights and shit. I'm sure there is, right? Between the guys of who goes higher. Well, it's, the higher you go, the more money you get in the draft. So I'm sure those guys will be vying for that, uh, for that higher up in the draft. But yeah, I got a few guys um, that we should we'll have some good podcasts with here in the next little bit. Some good guests lined up. Cool. Okay. Other than that, guys, I think we're uh, we're all set. Um, looking forward to Coy Robbins bull riding Camrose, Alberta, May fourteenth. Get your tickets for that; they're still on sale. Uh, next next weekend. Look forward to that. My bull riding twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Like you say, Jason, we got a whole bunch of Canada events coming up. Summer's about to hit; going to get busy. Dummy buck and bulls. I'll fill you guys in on this. Got Weston Davidson and a bunch of young guys coming up next Wednesday. We're gonna we're gonna buck a bunch of the flying four bulls over there. So, dummy buck some and then uh, get some rider trips. So. It's always fun and entertaining. Next Wednesday you are? Yeah, next Wednesday I'm going to do a big okay. uh, little jackpot with a bunch of riders. So, okay. Yeah, All come right. on up. Give come me a on reminder. Up. Yep. So, yeah, lots of action on the go. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening in. Um, it's been growing. We're getting more followers, getting more listeners. So that, that's cool. That stuff all helps with, with uh, keeping us doing these things. So it lets us free up to get more sponsorship and different stuff like that so we appreciate everybody's support we can't uh, can't do this without you and uh, the feedback and it's fun to fun to hear everybody's responses to all the dumb shit that we get up to and all the fun <laughs> stuff that we get to do so we appreciate you guys we love you and now we will throw it to our interview with dalen swearing as a college coach he's the kind of guy you want to go get he can ride bronx barebacks and bulls and he can rope too he's a cowboy He's worked extremely hard to, to do the things that he's done. You know, you look at his resume, it's just insane. He made the national finals, made the PBR finals, won the college finals all in the same year. I don't think that's been done a whole lot. And I mean, he's, what, 21 years old? He gets up, he don't lay up in that sack all morning. He gets up and goes chore. He takes care of business. Not many people can say they took a bull to the PBR finals before they even made it, you know. If Dale needed me, I'd be there for him, and he'd be there for me. So many people have made me to the person that I am today, and they just helped me just to be the best version of me. Now I want to help my mom, and I want to help. I want to help people enjoy life like I've enjoyed it. I got my cows. I got my two dogs. I got good friends and great family. Life is too short just to make it so complex. Just have fun and enjoy life, and enjoy your time. And he gets it, 91 and three quarters. Dalen Swearingen wins Chicago. And he got his feet out of him, all right. Boots and spurs for money chops and an event win. Outstanding bull ride. Our guest today is an NFR qualifier, a PBR World Finals qualifier, a college national champion bull rider, a national high school champion bareback rider, the 2019 PBR Canada champion, and the currently ranked number two bull rider in the world. From Pafard, New York, it's Dalen Swearingen. Dalen, how are we doing today, buddy? Oh, real good, real good. Where do we got you? Number two, yes. Going into the finals, shortened year. Got to feel good, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to the Aussie finals this weekend. Hopefully, hopefully get some stuff done there. So, yeah, is that something that the guys are, are all doing or, or the guys that have qualified, or is there guys that are going to take that off to get ready for the world finals? How's everybody looking at that right now in the locker room? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I haven't really asked anybody. I just um, saw the opportunity and I needed to do it. 
uh, kind of like I'm just still kind of seeing how I feel and kind of a little sore after this weekend and then going to go from there. Yeah, you had a little bit of a spill, huh? You've, it's yeah, actually wow. been a bit of a, a bit of a tough year on you. Um, where did you get stepped on? Where were you at when it peeled your helmet open like a can opener? Yeah, I think that was that was Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, yeah. Did yeah. you know? And you never met. You went and won the next event after that, correct? Yeah, the next two events. That, oh, geez, <laughs> not just one. The fuck, not one, <laughs> but two. Shame, shame on me. Shame <laughs> yeah. On me. Get your stats right, holy. Do you? Uh, do you? So yeah, jumping into that one right there. Um, that helmet, uh, you can go on social media and see it. It was just totally obliterated those are the best helmets you know in in the bull riding game right now and it just totally fucking smashed that thing which probably would have been your head do you feel like that 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 helmet saved your life that day oh yeah for sure kind of like those helmets you know they're they're divine i don't really know anything about how they're designed but they're designed to make take the hit and kind of spread it apart and uh and i mean i felt good the next day um they weren't they weren't gonna let me get on jesus yeah, that was a bit of a tough one. This weekend, though, uh, um, coming off of Billings, the last regular season event of the year, show show the gritty performance in the short round on the the bull that was marked to what forty seven the night before. You stepped up to the plate, um, picked him. What was uh, did, did you just tried to go for the win on that one, or what made you pick that bull? Well, that's a really good bull. I'm surprised. Like I had like ninth or tenth pick. Like I was really surprised that I could even get that good of a bull and. Um, I saw Josh was right before me, so he's a lefty, and he picked um, uh, he picked the one I thought I was gonna get because Charmer. I mean, he's really good. He just hasn't he hasn't put it all together yet. But that bull's gonna be, I think that bull's gonna be, you know, in the talk for the bucking bull of the year next year. Um, so I was just thankful they let me have the opportunity to get on him. They left yeah. him for me. And then show uh, shows the 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 grit that you have and the determination and and the fucking want to win a world championship this year, uh, upside down, half underneath of them. Keep your hand in the rope for the eight seconds. weren't touching them with anything else other than your hand, but you get that eight second whistle, get a ninety point ride. Uh, you, you're that guy. We talked about your your head and the helmet and all that sort of stuff that happened as well. But you're that kind of guy that that will not let go right and has, has that always been you have you always just had that that day money drag always try your hardest and and never look out attitude oh yeah for sure like you can see pictures of me in the steer riding like i was not a good rider at all but i would hang up like hang upside down on them and um you know like and i and, and even in the junior bull riding the, the bullfighters like i know ryan smith like he, he he got flipped around so much in the junior board and just because, um, just because I wouldn't let go just because, um, but I use that frog frog and it sure worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it is, it's crazy. Uh, we see guys that'll, you know, open up and spurable once in a while, you know, they get feeling really comfortable, the perfect bowl, it fits them. They, they open up in one, but what amazes me is you will do that consistently day in and day out, every bull you get on. And has that always been your style as well since, since you started out riding steers and, and uh, into junior bulls and so on? Yeah, I think it really happened when I started riding junior bulls more. Um, Cause like I kind of started riding Bronx and my feet were always moving. And like my mind's just like, if I like, if it's just happening, 
like I need to make something more happen because like my mind just gets to thinking like and um so that kind of like if I'm doing something that like I'm not thinking about it I'm just doing it and that's that's where I kind of feel the best and I ride the best when I'm just moving shuffling around there and just keep moving shuffling with four feet of gap between that <laughs> owl and the bull's ribs yeah it's a salty shuffle a salty shuffle well you're making uh, yeah exactly you're making look really smart this year fucking uh uh, our our picks we have picks at the start of the year every year he picked you last year uh obviously due to injuries and all that stuff you were um not in the spot that you're in this year obviously shows his faith in you picks you again this year scott stuck with you stuck with you i i was like this kid's got it this is his year. Uh, you know, I didn't jump ship, so let's Thank rock you. and roll it. Let's win this shit. Let's do this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Just another note here, though, Tanner. Yep. Dalen, Dalen helped me win uh, the bull last year. I actually text Dalen. I'm like, what's your what's your top three bulls? Yeah. And he threw it my way. So, Dalen, you've actually been a pretty big influence on the podcast. You don't even know it. Yeah. You truly yeah. have. <laughs> I have a I have a quick I have a quick question before we move on here. Um, because you're a, you're a bull rider and you're a man that spurs a lot of bulls. Is there any contractors that come up to you before and just be like, "Man, can you just can you just take it easy on this one?" Or do you can get that? Could you put some styrofoam uh, on your spur shank, please? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just be quick in there, like like that bull this week. Like he laid down in there, and I was gonna take him laying down. Like I'm not afraid to take him laying down, but. Um, I think they, they're all, they're all kind of, they're all on our side or they're not, yeah, gonna they are, uh, they're going to keep yeah. it, keep it inside if they're not. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. What about that, growing that, up? So that's you have a lot of that. Rodeo shit, I was just going to ask growing up yeah. So yeah. in the, in the amateur days and the younger days and all that sort of stuff. Was there ever, like, I, I heard a story about you when you spurred one so hard that you broke your fucking spur. So was there, was there any uh, issues that you had after that one? Or was there ever shit like that in the, in the high school rodeo days or younger days or guys getting, giving you shit for ending their bulls careers? Yeah, that was actually at a high school rodeo. And I've been that like the spur was bent right in. And, but I went to a lot of my dad's rodeos and like I worked for my dad. And, you know, in the growing up in the Northeast, we didn't have as many stock, like many uh, rough stock. So, like, I had to ride barebacks, had a wrong bulls. Well, most of the time, I think maybe this is why I got so much aggression towards the bulls and keep moving. Because I was the one that had to go gather the bulls and bring them in for my dad. And I really went to most of my dad's rodeos. And, you know, you don't really get agitated until you've worked bulls and tried getting them in the pat in the pins and um so I guess that's maybe where I get my, I can take my aggression out on them and it's all, it's all healthy there. I'll find it. Andy. <laughs> it's all so do you have a, do you have an aggressive side to you, to the Dale and Swear Engine? Cause the Dale and Swear Engine I've seen is pretty calm, cool, mellow, collected, but usually those are the guys that'll just come on fucking glued sometimes and lose their right. mind. So uh, do, you, do you have that? It, it, yeah. Is there any, uh, any losing your mind stories or anything like that? Or are you pretty always uh, collected? Well, sometimes when I'm working my dogs, I get a little agitated, but I try to keep it pretty pretty straight and you know or at least not let people see it (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, Dale. Well, what we like to do a lot of the times with uh, with these these podcasts is uh, kind of go back right to the to the beginning and and you know in your in your stat sheet it, it says you're from Pafard, New York. Um, I know you're born and and uh, for a while we're from North Carolina. But take us back to the to the early days. How did it uh, how did it begin? What got you into the sport? What did you do as a kid? Yeah, so I started riding sheep and stuff in North Carolina and um, and calves and steers. But like when I was really young, like yeah, I'd ride my ride like anybody who would get on their get on four legs. I'd try to pretend they were bull rider. But the, I think the first time we went to like an actual rodeo, um, I'm not sure where it was, but it was in the sheep ride. And my mom always, I've always worn a helmet. I've never got on without a helmet. And so like my mom, we'd have these little skateboard and they were red and white and they were really ugly and um but i think i chickened out the first time the sheep ride and then after that i wanted to go back once we got to the car like i was like all right i'm ready i'm gonna do it and i think from there on it just kind of like really started riding getting on more sheep and then but i do remember getting to the car and being like like all right i needed to do it and um but my brother ended up getting on that day in the sheep ride. But, um, but yeah, I kind of rode some steers and stuff in North Carolina and then moved back to New York. And um, my mom, I got, we, we had a little, my brother was a trick roper and he could whip, he did the whips and he could ride steers and do it all and ride broncs and ride the steer broncs. But um, we had these two little ponies and <clears throat> My uncle Kenny was a bareback rider and he bought me and my brother some bareback riggings and we had a little buck and shoot at the house and we'd get on, get on these ponies with our bareback riggings. And, um, then we really started kind of going a lot more to the rodeos. Um, then we rode like the steer, steer bareback and saddle bronc and we're riding junior bulls throughout it, throughout it. And, uh, but then, uh, my mom remarried and, um, uh, Sam, he adopted us. I call him my dad now. And, um, he owned a rodeo company and then we were just, we were always in it. And, uh, how old then, Dalen, how old were you when, when Sam and your mom got married? Um, I'm not sure. Probably like 12 to 15. I don't know in that area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was actually like when we got adopted, it was like, the leap year it was on that like does leap year have a day it was on that day february 29th yeah yeah yeah, yeah. On that day. yeah. that's cool um so i um you know if, if you're good with it i like to to go into it there's uh we've seen the feature that the pbr put out um about your about your mom and um she's been on the gauge podcast and she's talked about it and uh has kind of become an advocate now for uh domestic violence and all that sort of stuff so um can you kind of i don't know if, if you're good with it kind of fill us in on on that situation that all that went on yeah so when we were in north carolina my mom um some stuff happened with with my real father and um he ended up coming to the work and shooting her in the head twice and um it was a real god deal because like when we when she got to the hospital um like if it would have happened where we lived we lived in the mountains and it was just me and my brother and it would have been good but it happened at her work and the surgeon was actually there to give a surgery on somebody else 
and he took didn't give that person surgery because it wasn't immediate and got my mom in and so it worked out really good um and then it was kind of a long recovery for my mom we moved moved in with my aunt Lori and uncle Dan and um kind of like I think we kind of helped my mom because she was always reading to us like our kid books and mm-hmm. that was kind of good for her mind and uh but now she had to start mom, he she had to start over eh, Dalen like um just learning things like motor skills and whatnot correct from the from the injury to the brain yeah learning everything like to this day like she, like you can't can't tell from looking at her but if she picks up her back of her head like she doesn't have any hair she has 33 um fragments like, of bullet in her in her brain yeah, yeah. Crazy. and uh but but she just kept fighting and um we moved back to new york probably lived in two in north carolina for two years after that and then moved back to new york that's where my grandparents are from and uh we lived in their basement and uh, my mom went back to school to be a nurse and um now she actually is a traveling nurse and she nurse she's nursing in texas uh to be closer to me and um my brother which my brother goes to school in durant oklahoma um and uh, but yeah she's worked really hard to get back to where like it's always been about us and you know she's made that point wow that is yeah wow that's great like that's um I, I'd known you for a long time and I never, never did um, know that story until that, that feature came out with yeah. the PBR. And then, and then you kind of look at, at you as a person and the, the determination that you have and uh, never give up and, and your positive attitude on, on life. Does that kind of come from your mom and, and watching her overcome all the obstacles that she had to overcome and still stay positive and still see life in a, in a bright, positive way? Yeah, I think so for sure. Because like, like even once we moved back to New York and she went back to school to be a a nurse, like nothing, like it still wasn't easy for her to remember. Like we'd be at, like she would still take us to wrestling practices and all our practices and stuff. And she would just bring her books and be over there studying and writing it all down. But she always made time for me and Colton and um, took us horseback riding and, you know, like, just always made sure that we were taken care of and um, happy. And uh, so that, I think that like, I saw how hard she worked to get us to where we are today. And that's, that's pretty well, I think, uh, I think it's definitely wore off on you, young man. Yeah. She's, she's probably very, very, very proud of you. Yeah. Did the, uh, the, the brotherly bond as well on top of that, you know, just growing up the, the two of you together, you sound like you're still um, really close. Was that kind of, kind of how it, how it went? You guys probably, did you fight lots or were you more really just trying to take care of each other and knowing you guys kind of just had each other and grew up in this world together? Yeah, we would definitely bicker back and forth all the time, but, uh, but um, any, any fist fights, any good fist or cuffs? <laughs> No, no, not really. Um, but we definitely couldn't wrestle and practice together just because, you know, <laughs> my brother's a tall guy. And he'd put me in some weird positions, and, I, and it'd be a struggle to get out of them. And then once I got out of them or something, you know, it was just 
yeah, there's definitely a rivalry there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's uh yeah. Like that's just, um, that's the background stories that you don't know. And, and, um, you know, what, what people have been through and that one, that one definitely, uh, takes the cake on everything. And is that, does your, uh, your mom, you know, she's really open about it now and you guys are really open about it now. Is that to try to, um, to help others and, and tell the story so that maybe others that are in some sorts of those situations um, feel like they can get out of them? Yeah, like we definitely want to make awareness to it and like let people know that they can get out of it. Like they don't have to like, like my mom felt like she was kind of stuck there for a little while. Like, do it okay, you can get out of it. It's going to be better. Just like, you know, there's a, there's always a way to make something better. You just got to keep looking at the positive and, um, you know, you just have to know when when to draw a line. Damn. Yes. You wow. know, uh, Tanner, Tanner, you said something like, uh, as long as we've known Dalen, we, we, we didn't know this story. And, and if our listeners have never met Dalen Swearingen, he is the – he is not your, definitely not your uh, throwback bull rider. This, there's a lot of sirs and mams and handshakes around Dalen Swearingen. He's one of the most polite professional young men that I've ever been around. And uh, when you go on to PBR.com and, and search up this story and listen to that video, it, it really puts in perspective uh, and it makes all the sense in the world. Um, I got to meet your mom, Carrie at, at St. Teton and, you know, I've been around Sam forever and ever. And, you know, we always kid about you plant a potato, you get a potato. Um, and like, you can really see what you have learned from those two and what they've instilled in you on, you know, never giving up and, and uh, being the best you can be and, and fighting for it. Cause we see that we've got to see it firsthand. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, anybody that was on our 2019 uh, cup tour dalen was up here nine events and left canada with a hundred thousand dollars like i i don't know if we'll ever see something like that again i guess unless you come back for nine events this year it might happen <laughs> but you know and we're we're real happy to have you up here anytime dalen you're certainly a treat to have around really are. well and that's the other thing too that i that that impresses me the most Dalen is that you always got a smile on your face and it don't matter you know if 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 the if the ride didn't go exactly how you wanted it to or you bucked off or whatever you get up you shake it off you smile and you know you kind of set the mood behind the shoots and around the dressing room and uh that's what impresses me that rubs off on people so good on yeah you, you set the mood they're like oh that swear engine's back. I guess we're riding. <laughs> yeah. for, we're riding for second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On that too, Dylan. What was the the reasoning that you uh, came to to Canada in the first place? Was it just uh, location style of things, or or uh, what brought you? Because before you were on tour, and um, you know, before everybody knew who you were, we knew who you were for a long time up there, but. Um, was that just a stepping stone for you or was there a, there a reason that you were started out in Canada there at the PBRs? Yeah, there wasn't um, a lot of people going over to like Halifax and all those ones out there. And um, so I just, I don't really remember how it all fall, fell into place, but um, uh, you know, I just saw an opportunity and um and it and it all worked out. And then like the net like after the first year I went out there, the second year, 
or maybe we took we might have took actually we took bulls up there you did yeah that's kind of how it all started because i kind of saw like saw like there wasn't like a lot of guys coming over to him and um so i kind of hung out up there in st Pete for like a week or so and went to some and then um so it just kind of opened my doors like like i still got that bull roman and but that bull opened a lot of like i got to be behind the buck and shoots and being from new york it's like going out like seeing like jb mooney and being around all of those guys is like you know, it's, it's big. And then I took that bull to PBR finals and took him up there to, um, all those Canadian PBRs. And it was just kind of like, and I still got him here and I can ride him around and stuff like, and, uh, and I'm really thankful for that bull because he kind of opened my eyes to see the behind the scenes before I could even be ready to ride there. Actually, I told, I told Sam, there's no way I was bringing any bulls unless you were coming with them. <laughs> I think I think your first ever PBR event was in Canada in Winnipeg. I yeah, well, I rode in Quebec City, like in the Junior Bull ride, the one time. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then I think it was Winnipeg. Jesus. That's funny. Well, yeah. Saint Teeth, you know, we go back to that Saint Teeth circles, and I guess we were just a little foggy. Don't remember Saint Teeth quite as well as Dalen does. Yeah. I, I wonder why. Oh, I bet Scott. <laughs> yeah, Dalen, good Dalen, one, good one, Scott. Dalen, Scott. did you hang out at the church like the rest of us did, or no? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, the 500, um, Lagrange. Lagrange. All the beauties. Yeah, the beauties of it. Uh, you talk about um, North Carolina. You talk about J.B. Mooney uh, and your riding style we brought up. Uh, you went to some Jerome Davis schools. Is that uh, is that where you learned? kind of your your style or is that somebody that um you look up to in the in this sport or who's your kind of who's your who's your idols and and who do you try to base that that style of yours after yeah um i went to a lot of drum school and he's definitely helped me a lot like i felt like even after i went to those schools and stuff like i could anytime i was ever around him you know it just it would always lift me back up make me positive and kind of circle back through and uh but, you know, Jerome, he, he was always moving. And, um, like, my one of my favorite bull rides is him on uh, uh, Red Bull. Um, yeah. And then uh, Strawberry Wine. Like, he just kept moving and getting around there. And um, I think it's just, like, you know, if I clamp down, it just ain't going to be good. But if I keep moving and um, so I just kind of, like, like to pick – I like to pick different pieces from everybody. Um, but yeah, being around, going to his schools definitely helped me. Damn. So, so if you get picked on the Carolina Cowboys, you wouldn't be too sad about that in the team draft. Oh no, I wouldn't be too sad either. What, what do you think is, is the key to this year's success for you? You, you had a, you know, you had a good year last year and then uh, obviously, you know, making the NFR and the PBR finals the one year as well. Uh, do you think you're just healthy this year or is it a maturity thing? What's, uh, what's been the key to, to being that number two guy going into the finals and a chance at your first world title this year that's changed from other years? Yeah, I feel really good. And I kind of had, like, I got, you know, I went to three events before everybody else did, like, I come up in finals. And, um, and I went to all these events, kind of, you know, I was just feeling healthy and I'm, and I'm still feeling good. 
and I feel better when I'm in bull riding shape. And the best way to be in bull riding shape is by going. And um, I think I'm kind of controlling my rides a little bit more. Like for a little while, I, you know, I got a little spur happy and I'd get spur happy and it, and it would put me in positions where, you know, like on the bulls that they're taking to the PBR, you know, like they're the best bulls going and they're a lot stronger and they're going to finish just as strong as they started. Mm-hmm. And that maybe wasn't something I was used to. So I just kind of had to make sure I had them knocked out before I went to them. Um, so. Before you got spur happy. <laughs> I like <laughs> then, that. Then gets very happy. Uh, what was the, uh, away from your hand? Did you change anything up to, to be more consistent that way? I noticed that a lot more this year. You're a lot more consistent. You, you know, you'd stay on away from your hand, but this year that consistency level percentages seem to go up. Did you change anything else or, or just kind of slow things down or what, what changed there? Yeah, I, um, I kind of just, I've been getting on, I got on some practice bulls there for a little while. And, um, one of the biggest thing is like, when I was younger, I rode bulls better away from my hand than into my hand. Um, but, and even, um, up until like, I started going to the PBRs, like, like the first bull in, um, it was a pretty cool story. Like the event that I won, I only rode one bull and fell off in the short round. Well, the next week I had that bull drawn in the long round and I rode him there mm-hmm. and he was away from my hand and then back into my hand. So it's kind of cool to see how, you know, that bull was in the short round at that event, but then at the Biltmore Town. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah he's, he's just now, a long round. He's just a long round bull and he's just an average bull. So I kind of had to like, that was a big mindset deal. And, um, but, but this year, like I haven't been listening to like the PBR sends me my video. I don't listen to the commentate, you know, cause you know, like what you hear, you can start to believe it. And uh, so I kind of got to listen in to all the commentators and that's their job to talk and they're pointing out, I mean, what they see and nothing about it. Like I wasn't riding bulls into my, away from my hand. and But then it, then I made it more of a problem than it already was. Um, so that's kind of. So, uh, so Tanner touched on the teams a little bit here, Dalen. Um and, you know, I guess Carolina would be your dream team if you were to pick one. Um, are you looking forward to the opportunity to having coaches? Like when you, when you know, you're allocated a coach for every team. Um, is that white noise to you? Would you rather figure that shit out yourself? Or, or do you think that's something that you're really going to embrace and have conversations with your coach on your riding? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I think all these coaches, you know, they're cowboys and they're going to, you know, they they know when to help us and when to say, all right, you know, they just give them a second or something like that. You know, like, you know, we're all very independent people and this is all going to be totally new, but I think the team aspect and kind of what the teams are going to bring to the table for us, maybe it's a nutritionist or working out as a team or just having that, support i know at the global cup this year you know um you know yeah, i was just gonna party. say this, this coming from a guy that just dominated with his team at the global cup <laughs> and i mean yeah. dominated oh yeah and i feel like that was because like we were like if somebody was riding we were all there to help each other and and that's pretty cool like i feel like it's a lot like wrestling you know um 
you have a team you you're working throughout the week with that team but at the end of the day that team's going to be back there cheering you on but at the end of the day it's all you you're about to step into the into that book and- nice well two hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars on the year so far and it's just first of may dalen um i think i read you got like just over 800k in earnings career earnings at at 22 years old that's not even counting rodeo money i think you won another 175 or so that one year when you're at the at the nfr um do you think are you thinking about being that million dollar guy right now is that something that's crossing your mind at all or are you just taking it one bullet at a time yeah i'm just taking it one bullet i'm not really gonna get like i'm not gonna get caught up in that kind of stuff but um but you will cash the checks, though, right? I will cash them. Bob, thank will cash them. Because you won't take them. <laughs> Dalen, how much, we uh, we wrote him a check for 45000 in Edmonton, and he just left. He didn't even want his check. <laughs> I had a red eye to catch out of there. I wanted to go home. Hey, that's I because, know, that's because you knew how, what was going to happen. You knew what would happen like the last time you stayed in Canada after that's you right. won your title. That's yeah. right. How do you tell our tell our listeners, and there'll be a few locals here that would know what the Long Branch is all about. It has been around... I was going to the Long Branch when I was 17. So that's freaking 30 years ago. I think they celebrated 35 years here, actually, <laughs> not that long ago. Um, that was the night you won. Well, I think we sent you home with about 74,000 that night. Um, do you remember that night, Dalen? <laughs> you know, I remember bits and pieces. <laughs> I remember it we got on the next flight. <laughs> the next flight. My dad, uh, was a, he helped me get me going. Yeah, Sam was, uh, yeah, he made sure that you got up for the next flight, not the first one. Yeah. Didn't he, uh, did he, didn't he have to, did he might have to make an emergency pit stop when you got to driving? Yeah, yeah, we had to stop, you know, I thought I saw something on the side of the road and I just had to check it. (laughs) And uh, Brinson, he was actually with us and uh, Brinson posted on his Instagram and then my mom saw it. And so I had to talk to my mom about it. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll make sure we get Prince and talk to the next time we see him up here. Yeah. I better talk to him today. <laughs> uh, what's your, what is your, uh, your mindset during the, the day, Dalen, uh, of an event, are you a guy that's uh, doing a hardcore workout? Are you fucking sitting on your phone watching TV in the room? Everybody's got a different way of going about things day of. So what's your, what's your day of routine? And then uh, before you ride, all that sort of stuff, what, what kind of routine do you go through on your, on your everyday rides? Yeah, um, so like I, I don't really eat much on the days I ride um, just because I get excited. And if I get excited, I just, you know, my stomach don't feel good. And, um, but so I might have like a smoothie or kind of something small in the morning and then pretty much don't have anything till after the bull ride. And then I'll kind of, I'll watch some TV or kind of, you know, watch some Netflix or something. But, um, you know, I'm, I like to take a nap and kind of just chill and like wake up in the morning, get a good stretch. And then, um, uh, like I kind of like to get, I like to maybe get – I don't really mind whenever I get to the bull run, but, like, I like to get ready kind of in, the, like, a time frame, kind of do everything the same or try to. 
and um, get all the same. Like Cooper Davis was talking about, like when he's on the back of the shoots, he looks at like the the Cooper sign, and then he like you know like little little things that fucking get him going every time. I know I had some different shit that I always did mind wise. Uh, you talked about not listening to the guys, the commentating and stuff like that because it gets in your mind. Is there is there any like weird little intricate things that you have stuff like that, or you just sit down and spur the fuck out of everything? Yeah, like I try, I always try to keep moving. Like I'm not never gonna be really sitting once I get going, just because like once I once I get going in that mindset and I sit down, then I'm thinking about something, and I I'm just I'm not a big fan of thinking about it. I'm just gonna try to do go out there and do it. Hell yeah. You touched on the team series. Uh, what is the what's the vibe in the locker room? I've talked to a lot of Canadian guys on it guys that are you know thinking about uh putting their names in for the draft and all that sort of stuff what's the what's the top 35 locker room vibes on on this whole team aspect that's coming up right away most of them are in for it you know um i rodeoed and i'm not gonna go back to rodeo and so i'm definitely gonna do it and i think it's gonna end up being a really good deal and there's some guys that might not there's some things that they don't like and yeah this is the first year they're gonna work out some kinks and stuff there's gonna be definitely some things we don't all like but um i'm not gonna go back to rodeo and right now so i'm definitely gonna do it and um i think it, for the majority of everybody um i think has signed up has declared that's in the top 35 i want to touch on the rodeo thing dalen um it's a it's a Tremendous feat, what you did. National yeah. Finals Rodeo, PBR Huge. Canada Finals, um, and PBR World Finals all in the same year. Did, was that a college year for you as well? Did you do the college finals? Yeah, I went to the college finals. Oh, you did the Bow Hill trifecta. <laughs> yeah. And still got a degree. Still got a degree through it all too, did you not? I got two more classes that I need to finish up. Fuck. Well, when you're winning, when you're at eight hundred and three thousand yeah. in PBR in three years, it's yeah. yes, class going for a million. It's a it's a grind. Obviously, is it just too hard on the body? The trout, the miles for rodeo. Is that why you chose just to pick with PBR? Yeah, and I just kind of I enjoy being home and just kind of I got some cows and stuff, and I got a little bit of land that I I like to just hang out here and just kind of. Um, you know, I don't like to sit in a truck, go to the next – like, I, I loved it for that one year that I did it, but um, I guess kind of – I would always get burned out a little bit at the end, you know. Um, and it's just easier going on the weekend, going to the bull rides and staying at one place, you know. You know, anywhere you go, they're going to run in a bull that you can win on, and if not, they'll run in another one. You can be 80, 80 points and get a re-ride at the PBR. Yeah. Yeah. There you can, you know, there's hits and misses and it's, it's a lot more drawn game, which everybody has good bulls nowadays, but, um, no, it's still, most- I, I watch it. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, th- there's some inconsistencies out there. You said it, you got to, if you do your job at a PBR and ride every bull they run under you in a weekend, you're going to leave yeah. with a good check. Yeah. So, so just for, just for our listeners, do you have any idea that year, how many, bulls you did get on or a rough guess i think it was it was over 100 for sure like i think it was probably like right around anywhere from 150 to 200 bulls just because like with the college rodeos like i was getting on um 
like earlier that year, uh, like I come back from a, a torn knee and, um, and so I got on a lot of practice pools and stuff. And, uh, and then I was getting on bareback horses all the way up until, um, the short round in Reno. Uh, to be young again. Fuck, that's insane. <laughs> I just, I'm just getting, I'm just like, oh, I'm uh, just thinking about this. Oh, Jesus. Do you still get on bareback horses too, or is that something you've put in the past? Yeah, no, my last pro rodeo was Reno in the short round. I got on a big, I think it was a C5 horse, and that horse jerked me. And I just wasn't getting up the days I needed to, and um, was it white? Was it white? <laughs> Virgil? Virgil? <laughs> no, no, it was a big black one. And yeah. I know like he jerked me. I ain't never been jerked that hard. What what was the what was the switch uh, from from bareback riding just to uh to maybe focusing more on the bull riding as you won a, a high school championship, I guess, right? In the bareback, right in the bareback riding. Back. So what was uh what made you not pursue that as much as, as pursuing the, the bull ride? I guess I've just always loved bull riding. For me, like, it, I didn't really know anyone to enter with. And um, so, like, I entered that year after that. I was entering with uh, my buddy Raymond, which um, he's a bronc rider. So we weren't getting up the same day. So we were just spending a lot of time on the road, but going to not a lot of rodeos. So there was a couple times when I was like, all right, well, I'll just enter the bronc ride with you so we can all buddy up together. And um, so we did that for a little while and I just wasn't enjoying it. So then I just kind of, um, that was kind of the biggest reason I wasn't getting up. My goal was to make it to the NFR in the bull riding and I wasn't getting up the days that I needed to, or they'd put me up another day in the bareback riding and not in the bull riding. It was just kind of their system. It's just, yeah. it's not made. Yeah. Yeah, Tanner, you don't need to ask that question. Bull riding's way cooler than any other event anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it over bareback riding, fuck. Yeah, that's for sure. Holy shit. Yeah, no doubt. I'm with you. Yeah, that's dangerous stuff. Well, uh, we'll, have uh, get, we'll have to get Davy Shields on here to talk about <laughs> bareback riding days. Bareback Davey track. was there when I got on my first ones, eh? It was awesome. <laughs> not so much so you talk about all the different events that you can do and, and you're a roper and an all-around cowboy and rancher and you kind of got all the aspects of of the cowboy lifestyle i seen a video today of um of your bullfighting skills when uh brendan eldridge got got knocked out and you and you jumped out in the arena does that does that one stand out for you oh yeah that was definitely nerve-wracking like the arena's pretty big so i like i like to get out there like just to, I don't know, just to be out there, I guess. I don't really know. I thought I saw that Border Patrol. I saw the other guys running the U.S. Border Patrol, so I went out there to help. <laughs> and and I didn't even um, – Ted, he got he got hit pretty good that day, and, and he got up and went back. And um, the yeah. gate guy jumped on, Brendan, and so Ted grabbed the gate. And, but, yeah, it's definitely nerve-wracking. <laughs> but I feel like every- – <laughs> back there supporting everybody so i'm gonna help everybody when i can yeah that's cool you were doing so good until you just ran away and let poor ted get fucking killed off <laughs> yeah well ted was right there by the gate i was trying to take him away and that bull just went right around the gate <laughs> uh hey what about um what about your your roman riding weren't you uh didn't you do some roman riding with ponies when you were a kid as well is that true 
Yeah, I did a little rum run um, with ponies. It was kind of more of a clown act. Um, but then, then we had two ponies, and there were two black and white ponies, and and that's kind of where we started getting the bareback rigging. Another pony it was a little wild. Didn't really work out for that. Another pony was really slow, so it just didn't work out. <laughs> no. no, you really worked on your growing and your stretching, eh? When they worked like that, one, one way <laughs> yeah, ahead of yeah. the other. So yeah, were, sure. were you like the, the Zeke Thurston, like the Thurston gang? And, and did you guys tour and do a bunch of acts as kids and shit like that? Yeah, I think that's what kind of got us to the rodeo, like, before my mom got remarried, like, you know, it kind of helped us pay our way, which I really didn't do much. I kind of helped did that clown neck in the Roman run, but my brother, he had like a trip trigger open and whip act. Um, and he was, it was a pretty good little act. And I think that's kind of what helped us pave our way, um, to getting us to the rodeos and getting us, getting me to the junior bull ride and stuff like that. That must be something in the water east of the Mississippi. They're pretty handy. Like, whatever it takes to get down the road, these guys. I like it. Yeah, we got to go a little further than these guys down here in Texas. They can just, you know, you can go anywhere and be at a bull ride or anything. What was that like growing up in uh, Pafard? We figured that out today. We've all been saying it wrong. But uh, Pafard, New York, when, when you hear New York, you think of fucking new york city so uh what were where were where you're at obviously not in new york city but uh is it country did you grow up in like the country all that sort of stuff what was it like growing up in the state of new york as a cowboy yeah we can like it was definitely country and like a lot of farm ground a lot of dairy farms um but you can be to a, like a pretty good sized town within 20 minutes at the most and uh but like when growing up, like me and my brother, when we went to school and stuff, like those kids kind of thought like, not that we were weird or some, but like when we were younger, like the some of the stuff we would do, like we would kind of get razzed on. I wouldn't say picked on, but we get definitely, you know, they definitely make some yeah. jokes about it, but it didn't bother us really at all. Did you ever have to throw down and whip some ass, Dalen? Tell us the truth. And we won't let your mom listen to this. Did you ever beat the wheels off anybody? No, no. But there was one kid like on the school, like we were like, we'd have a school bus ride for like, we'd be on there for like an hour and a half. And that guy was always ragging on my brother, but it didn't really turn into a problem. But then we started wrestling and then we were, me and my brother, we were pretty good oh, wrestlers. I can't, so can't like, imagine a wrestling match not turning into a fist fight. <laughs> but it all worked out. <laughs> uh, well, that probably leads into our, uh, our our next question, our infamous question of the podcast, Scott. Yeah, Dalen, good chatting with you again. Um, this is the NFP podcast, and uh, you know what our take is on it and what it means to us. We're just wondering what, what your take and what it means to you. Me, it probably means just putting a little bit more stick on that bull rope and, um, you know, not worrying about how it's going to come out, but just worrying about getting to like the 10 seconds and, and getting the job done rather anything like, um, I guess kind of just bearing down and, and yeah, doing it. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah. I, I I like that you didn't say get into the eight seconds. It's just in your it's it's yeah. mashed into your mind that it's ten seconds. The job ain't done till till ten seconds. Yeah. 
Okay, I got a couple more for you before we before we let you go. I know that we've been we've had you here and you're a busy guy going for a fucking world championship and all. You got to get focused. But uh <laughs> But um, the Global Cup this year, Jason Jason touched on it. Uh, a couple of questions that I had with it. You weren't on the team to start with. You go from not being on the team to being on the team last minute and then becoming the captain of the team, then becoming the MVP of the whole fucking Global Cup. Was it Did it piss you off that you weren't on the team and you were, Joe, going in there to prove it? Or what was the whole scenario and mindset of you at the Global Cup this year and your dominancy? Yeah, I don't think it, it didn't piss me off at all, you know. Before when they had to pick, I wasn't riding good. Um, you know, it just, I just I wasn't wasn't saying I wasn't riding good, but I wasn't where I needed to be. And um, you know, all the guys that were on the team, I took Boudreaux Campbell's spot, and you know, he got hurt. But like all those guys, like they probably would have done the same thing that I would have done, you know. Um, in different style or whatever, but I know they would have took care of it. And, um, like I had all the faith in the world that they were going to go win it. Um, and so like, I wasn't mad or anything, you know, it kind of lit a fire in me kind of, cause that's kind of where you're at in the U S you know, like, and I want to be there. I want to be representing, um, the country. And, um, so it kind of just, it lit a fire in me. And then when I had the opportunity to, I, I just, I took advantage of it. Hell yeah. It was, it yeah, was you great. Did. It's cool. Did you get see. a couple of nineties, 90, 91, 90 and a half, 91 and a half. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think not bad. I think it was 89 or 90. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty good at doing that. <laughs> Number two in the world. <laughs> uh, and then now number two in the world after the season, Comes to an end. Shorter season this year, kind of a different season. Uh, it seems weird to be crowning a world champion here in the next month or so. But as a kid growing up, wanting to be a bull rider, wanting to be a world championship, the spot you're in right now has to be a dream come true. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a dream come true. Like, um, I think it was 20. I come into the PBR finals, I think third or fourth in the world. But I didn't have the mentality, the mental game that I have now. And, um, so it's definitely a lot bigger. And, um, so just kind of, uh, I got real sore in 22 at the end. I tore my shoulder up and stuff. Um, so just kind of trying to stay healthy and, um, going to the velocity finals this week and, uh, and just take it. Gonna ride them. Just gonna ride them all. Yeah, cool. <laughs> and so that's, yeah, that was the second part of this one is, so, Dream come true, you know, being that being in that top spot, obviously kind of just seems like day to day for you right now. But going into uh, to Texas this year for the world finals, does your mindset change on anything? Are you thinking about that or is it just bull riding, spurring, enjoying it? Let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, just just ride every bull like the start of the PBR finals makes the PBR finals because that draft round and stuff like that is the third round, I think. Um, so just do my job right in the beginning and um, not, not worry, just worry about one bull at a time, not worry about anything. Um, like we'll even have a break this, this year. So that'll be new kind of for me. I don't know. Did you, were you, did you all, did you ever have the break? No, not when I was there. I remember yeah. when it was, they had yeah. The, yeah. the week off and we talked to McBride about that, how he had a, 
terrible first week and then he just had to clear his mind and come back and then won the world on the second week but yeah total different aspect right is that yeah that'll probably be a change for you yeah yeah for sure and i think um i live in texas now and so like i'll be able to come home kind of just take a breath and uh, not be sitting at the card tables every night Vegas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, is it, is it, is what's the, what's the feeling right now? Is it, is it, would it be nerves or would it be excitement or would it be a mixture of everything or you're just focused on the velocity finals right now? Yeah. Right now I'm just focused on the velocity finals. I'm a little sore and just trying to, trying to get the feeling better and, um, and just kind of going from there. Boom. Okay. Well, man, I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting to see. And, and for myself, Jason, Scott, as we talked, getting to getting to watch you since you were 19 or 18, Scott, Jason, you obviously before that, but when you first started coming to these events and, and then you started progressing. And I remember that velocity that you were talking about where you rode, you were 89 or something on that bull away from your hand. It was one of the best rides of the fucking season. And it was like, okay, this kid's here and he's here to stay. And then, yeah boom, next level, next level, next level. And you just kept climbing and kept climbing and you definitely even haven't got to your peak yet. So it's going to be really fun to see how this finals goes and then how the, how the rest of your, uh, the career goes on, but we're pretty proud to, to call you a uh, honorary Canadian, I guess we would call it right from, from all oh, those. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Puffard, only a few hours from the border. Oh, Puffard. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, go ahead, Dale. Yeah, where I grew up in at like in in Attica, like we were probably an hour and a half we could be in Niagara Falls and stuff. So I'm pretty pretty much Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Well that's what's ironic. We used to go out to those bull ridings, Jason, and it was like a five hour flight to get there it was probably only a two hour drive for you, right? Yeah, exactly. You the same teeth and them for sure. Yeah. So for our Canadian listeners, Dalen, are are we gonna see you up here in June if you're healthy? for the cup series events presented by Wrangler. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely plan on uh, coming up there. Um, kind of like there's still a lot of stuff up in the air with the team deals and stuff, but um, I like getting on bulls. And so I'm just going to keep, keep bull riding and stand in bull run shape. Well, oh, yeah, don't man. delete my number there, young man. Cause I'll be texting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dylan, one more. Uh, I, I seen a, a clip of you in a movie when you were a kid, this movie called Cowboy Spirit. How the hell did this come about? Is that your, your debut? Yeah, fuck yeah. Was right. that uh, like a Hollywood, Hollywood start? How'd that all play out? You got to fill us in on that because I didn't know that until today as well. No, I didn't know yeah. this. Um, so my dad used to put a pro rodeo on in uh, Massachusetts. It was a pretty big pro rodeo. Like We got a lot of big guys and stuff there. Uh, I know Shane Parker won it one year, but anyways, that that guy quit having the rodeo and he wanted to do something to have the fundraiser, like to, um, to raise money for something. And so that's where the movie come in. And, you know, I'm not really a good reader and I'm not really good with my grammar and everything. So they give me this, like this paper, which I was the flashback of the main character. So I just have a little bit in it, but still like I had a lot of lines, like, and I didn't really take it seriously till like a couple days before, but, I wish I would have took it. I wish I would have practiced a little bit before, like it all came about. Because when it happened, it happened a lot quicker than I thought. <laughs> and, like I still remember pieces of it because, like, we had to do it a couple times because 
because I didn't remember my lines and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. So uh, acting might not be in the in the future career after bull riding. Yeah, probably not. What about stock contracting? I know that your uh, that your dad has sold his sold his business, sold the sold the company there. But do you think that that would be something that you'd like to get back into? Maybe after I don't. Maybe yeah, I think you still have some bulls, right? Is that something that you you plan on doing after bull riding? Um, I'm not really sure. Um, I got got some commercial cows now. I I had bucking bugging bulls and stuff like that, and um, it's probably just a little too too much going on right now for what I want. So. But maybe at the end, after bull runs over, um, for sure. Badass. Okay, I'm good, Scott, Jason. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Dalen. Appreciate it, buddy. It was good to have yeah, you thank on you. here. And then we can uh, we can brag about it uh, when you bring that buckle home. Yeah, Scott yeah. really can. But we yeah. can <laughs> as hosts, like yeah, yep. right. As Are a you? team, as yeah. a team, hundred percent. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Okay, Dalen. Well, we appreciate you big time taking the time uh, to to do this podcast with us. Uh, we're gonna be heavily cheering for you here at the the PBR World Finals. Hope you all the best. Hopefully, uh, get them Spurs to fly in and get a couple more ninety point rides and bring home that million dollar check to to New York or Texas, wherever you're at now. But uh, then we'll hope to see you in Canada and we'll celebrate even more up there. So, thank you very much for joining this uh, this podcast. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Perfect. This has been our interview with Dalen Swearing.